Do you prefer lube or no lube when you're taking care of yourself? It gets messy. Yeah. I used to be on a clean up. I used to require lube, like I thought that was a necessity, but then you just you find the right stroke even when it's dry and it's like that's it. Get in and get out. That's it. I like to put it in the toilet or in some tissue. I don't mean clean up. I just walk flush the toilet and walk away and I'm done. Just lay some Kleenex out on the counter and just I don't want to do it quite like that. On the counter? You're yeah. in the kitchen? In the bathroom. In the bathroom counter. Or in the toilet. You know, like I said. Shower's lady. ideal. There's no better place to jerk off. Now, if I'm in the shower. Sometimes I get like a little soap in there and it burns a little. The yeah. Hole. Here's the trick. Yeah. Um, in a pinch, conditioner will do because it burns less. It does but still burn. Yeah. the perfect option, if your wife uses... Skin to mint shave gel. Yeah, that doesn't burn at all. Mm. It's great, and it doesn't burn at all, mm. and it feels nice. Yeah, even when I, put, I lather them up and I cut my hands together. A little homemade, and I uh, my little, homemade fleshlight. Yeah, yeah nice, it's great. Nice. No burn action at all. Leaves your skin silky smooth. This is the moment you've waited for You've been searching in the dark Your sweat soaking through the floor And buried in your bones There's an ache that you can't ignore Welcome to your football fantasy Alright, we're back here for championship week I hope you're still alive in the best possible way. But if you're not, and you're playing for for 11th place, 9th place, whatever fucking place you're playing for, it's still a matchup with a friend, and you want to win, right? Have you ever been the kind that kind of just gives up if you're playing in a 5th or 6th, 7th place game right now? Or, yes. or Are you all in it? Fucking give it up. Come on. Where's your pride, sir? Cash it in, buddy. You gotta play. It means nothing. It means every. It's <laughs> well, I mean, it just it, it really depends everything. on the league. It all depends on the league. If if it's still worth something, then yeah, fuck yeah. You know, even if it's a draft, you know, draft order, anything. Obviously, I'm still in it. But in one of our yahoos, it's legit. Every year, we just random draw for draft. Yeah, and it's a not in the money. So it's like fuck it. Yeah, I believe I'm yeah. in that league, and yes, I'm playing you your wife. Yeah. For last place, and I'm taking it very fucking serious. You'll probably win because she's probably not even going to set her lineup. I hope I win. Fuck. Uh, anyway, so let let's let's do what we can here to help our listeners win whatever game they're in, be that the championship, the toilet bowl, or anything in between. Uh, let's go ahead with the news to keep you up to date for your perfect lineup. This week in football. I want to make a proposition to you in that league we just discussed. The high scorer between the two. We'll make a matchup between you and me even though we're not playing each other. And the low scorer takes like uh, two shots on our next episode. Let me check the projections real quick. You do that, I'll get started with the news here. Josh Gordon is the first one. Earlier in the week, Josh Gordon released a statement said that he is stepping away from football. He is going to take some time. To concentrate on his mental health. Which, you know, good for him. 
it looks like he's doing a good thing. Turns out, a couple days later, the NFL comes out and says, yeah, well, he got busted with drugs again. He was going to be suspended indefinitely anyway. So this was him sort of trying to save face, I guess. Uh, I it, I put it at 10 to 1 that Josh Gordon never plays another snap for an NFL football team. What is your, Do you think he plays again? Nope, I think he's done, man. I think I don't even think he looked like the same player on the field with New England. You know, I'm, he had a couple of games couple where he was okay, good, but, but like, it was never man, what he was no. those first years because no. he tried to play sober. Right. We talked exactly. about this early. He never played sober exactly. before, and, and he, he even said that he was he great played, when he was fucked. He up. never played sober at Baylor. He probably hadn't played a sober game since high school. He didn't didn't play a sober game in high school. And and if you think about it, a guy like him, and if he does claim to have that many men, you know, mental struggles, you know, maybe for him that fucking the chemical imbalance and having some fucking drug in him actually leveled him out. You know, eases your mind, fucking clears his head, and he just goes out there and balls. So you're saying some people need drugs, and if you're one of those people, keep taking them because you're a better person when you're fucked up. (laughs) I like that take. I saw I saw a uh, poll on Twitter today that said who plays another NFL snap first, Josh Gordon or Kareem Hunt. I would add to that Martavis Bryant's conversation I had with Wiz yesterday. Who plays another Kareem game Hunt first, for sure, over Josh Martavis Gordon. Bryant or Josh Gordon? Because I think they're both done, those yeah. two guys. Kareem Hunt will be back, yeah. yeah but uh, you think Martavis Bryant comes back? I don't see why a team would take a chance on him. He's not even that good, and and he's got so many, just so much baggage. It's like, what's the point at this? You know, there's young and young guys coming up from college every fucking year. It's like, get get fucking over it. And look, look in Buffalo. We're going to talk about some of these Buffalo receivers later, but you know they let all their receivers go and and brought up these scrappy, not necessarily rookies, but young guys that haven't done anything, and now they're performing. Robert Foster's performing. Isaiah McKenzie, they're getting it done. So, like, there's plenty of talented players around in the league. There's no need. I agree with you. Fuck these guys. Let them go die somewhere yeah, in a ditch. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Jones, running back, Green Bay Packers. He is on the IR. We're going to talk more about that a little bit later. Jamal Williams, it, who took over last week, going to get the start as long as he's ready to play. He's been a little questionable all week. Uh, on Johnson, also to the IR, which is a shame you're going to go see the Lions. This week would have been cool to be able to watch on Johnson get going. Yeah, I mean, I think if he can stay healthy, he's a good piece for them to have. Him and Galladay, that's a tough one, too. You know, I don't know if Stafford's, God, I hope he can come back. His contract's not going to let us go another route for another who knows how fucking long. But uh, they've New got coaches, some, maybe they're just trying still to adjust. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping Cooter gets gets out of there. You know, nobody likes Cooters. Not anymore. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately. So here's a question for you about these two guys, Carry On and Aaron Jones. Both young dudes, both really talented, really got it going once they had their opportunity this year. Which one of these, and I know it's early, but which one of these two guys do you think is going to have more value going to next year? It's going to be drafted higher in fantasy drafts next year. Uh, is Which guy do you are you going to target between the two? I think Carry On's going to be a higher. Is that a homer pick? Could be, because if you think about a better offense, you you probably would think on the Green Bay side. Um, Maybe. Again, yeah, they haven't looked that great. Uh, I think pure talent, I think carry on might be a little better. But well, if you want to take it. Probably going to be out of there next yeah, year. Yeah, that, that's a big that's a big piece there if he if he's out of there, because I think he just signed a one-year deal. Uh, yeah, it's going to kind of, it's going to kind of wait and see approach, really. Uh, they're pretty close. 
uh, I don't know what third, third, fourth, something like that, maybe second. Yeah, I think I think somewhere we're looking right at there, two through four somewhere in that ballpark. I think we're looking at middle of the uh, first round for each of these. You middle to the end of the round? first round for no. each of these guys going into next year. Not first round. I think so. No way. Yeah, these if they're going to be in the second tier of running backs, that tier where if it's your pick and the ninth, tenth pick in your draft, you're looking at either taking a stud wide receiver or you're looking at a running back like either of these two guys to make sure you get somebody who's good. I think there's enough names higher than those two guys before you get. To yeah, there's four or five round. that are going to definitely be definitely be better. Well, than I them, think but. more than that even before those guys okay. come into play. But we'll see. We time will see. tell. Time will tell. We got a long time between now and then to figure that out. Uh, Cam Newton. Not going to play in this game. Going to be sat. Uh, he had a shoulder injury that slowed him down even in the last couple of weeks. Part of the reason at least the team saying he played as poorly as he has played. Tyler Heineke is going to be getting the start on this team. The only question to ask when you look at the Carolina Panthers offense is, what does this do to CMC? Does it hurt his chances having having a young, unexperienced quarterback in there that Maybe doesn't know what he's doing. Do teams just an only game plan against CMC? Are we concerned this week? Because CMT got a lot of people to their championship. You know, I'm I'm definitely concerned. I, I find it kind of ironic that at, at the end of the week last week or early this week, I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter about, oh, CMC, you know, has missed one game and since college and, you know, doesn't miss anything. Now all of a sudden he's missing practices and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's just protection because they're like, fuck it, we're out of it, you know. Maybe Carolina's just like, fuck it, you know, what's the risk? But I definitely think it hurts him, Uh, you know. Why don't you put eight – you got to put eight in the box and force – Put your fastest line to Heineke to beat you, you know. And, again, Cam seems to have a good uh, rapport. uh, Oh, come on. You know, with uh, CMC. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see, though. Yeah, I, I think we it watch. definitely hurts him. But I think if you got him and he's and he's active, obviously you're playing CMC. At, at the you same know, time, he got you there. You're going to roll him out. The same there. time, the Heineke starts got to hurt the, the receiving options more than it hurts him. Maybe yeah. it even gives a, gives him a boost. I don't know. But again, he's the guy that can bust an 80 yard TD, and you're good. You're definitely you know? you're That's definitely it. playing CMC yep. if you got him. I traded him away along with Josh Gordon to get Le'Veon Bell. So that was a great move. That's the same league that I am playing. For last place. Yeah. yeah, that was a tough move. That's there. not a coincidence, those two things. Uh, Sammy Watkins and Spencer Ware out for the Kansas City Chiefs this week. I guess that's a Damian Williams rollout, right? Yeah, but it's a tough matchup, man. Real tough in mm-hmm. Seattle. We'll see what the Chiefs are made in of. They've Seattle. They've been on the decline last few weeks. They have, but they, they're still the Chiefs. And yeah. they've faced a lot of tough defenses and a lot of tough situations and been fine. Right. I don't know that I love Damian Williams this week, but he's a chief they, and the Chiefs score. Yeah, but Reed likes to he'll still play what, three running backs, you mm-hmm. know? Kind of a you're, you're a little bit of roulette there. A sure. little bit. CJ Anderson, speaking of uh roulette running backs, signed by the Rams. I think this is his third or fourth team. This is his fourth team this season, started with the Panthers, went went somewhere in New York, then he came out to Oakland. Now he's here as a Ram. And Sean McVay said just today, Gurley's been dealing with issues with injury. He's going to come out and do the pregame warm-up to determine whether he's ready to play or not. And McVay says if he's not ready to play, C.J. Anderson will get the start with three days on the team. Four, whatever it is. Yeah. One, the you buy it. Two, 
Do you put C.J. Anderson on your team because he's still pretty widely available just in case? And three, if Gurley does sit, do you trust a C.J. fucking Anderson in your lineup in week 16? No. Mm-hmm. No. I, I think I think uh, that team has not that, you know, they haven't been that good offensively, and it's not because of their line play that Gurley is good. It's because Gurley is fucking a beast. That's why he puts up big numbers. Not because of their scheme, not because, you know, it's Gurley, I think. Yeah. He's one of those guys that you can't just replace. Sure. But that's my take. Sure. A lot of people have already added C.J. Anderson. I mean, I I wouldn't touch the fucking guy. But, hey, I'm not in the championship. In any of my leagues, I got knocked out in the two that I was still in based solely on injuries, but uh, whatever. Somebody out there has C.J. Anderson, and I'm sure somebody will start him in a championship game, so go good for you. Go for it. Odell Beckham Jr. out again. We're going to talk about that a little later on in the show. I think the big boom goes to Evan Ingram, uh, but we'll see. We thought maybe Sterling Shepard last week didn't really pan out. We thought maybe Saquon Barkley last week. Eh. Another running back that's going to be missing here, that would be James Conner out again. Jalen Samuel gets another go in a pretty tough matchup. But when they used him last week, he was really good. We're actually going to talk about him a little later in the show as well. How about this? Vance Joseph will be fired at the end of the season as head coach in Denver. I believe Denver's still alive for a playoff spot, aren't they? Do not know. They're uh, seven and seven, seven something, seven, seven. We'll find out. But they're getting rid of them. They're going to move on. Uh, you know, this is a team that still has some weapons, still has had some success this year. It's a little surprising. There are some coaches that probably should have been announced as fire before Vance Joseph. But, hey, we'll move on. We'll see what happens. We'll get to our coaches show in the offseason here and talk through who the new hire is and what they're going to bring to this uh, team and the fantasy weapons there. Some pretty good fantasy players there. Philip Lindsay. Here's a question for you. Philip Lindsay, Aaron Jones, or carry on Johnson if you were drafting next week for next year? <sighs> Knowing that there's going to be a new coach who knows what the scheme is going to be. Right. And a lot of my hate, a lot of my, a lot of my negativity towards Jones comes from McCarthy. In the way he was running the backfield mm-hmm. out there. So that, that kind of goes out the window as well. But even what? There was the week, uh, a couple weeks ago, when McCarthy was gone and Jones wasn't getting the touches to begin the game. You know? Ah, uh, fuck. That's a tough one, man. That's why you get paid the bid bucks to make I'd these have to, types I'd of I'd have decisions. to probably look at their schedule, which no, is no, not no, out no, yet. No, Make a decision. Pick one of those three right now. For longevity, based on what he's bringing, I'm going my hometowner, baby, K. Rayon Johnson. Rayon, what about I like you? It. What about you? Um, if I'm picking between those three going into next year, I'm gonna take Aaron Jones. I think, but all three of them are real. Like this is one of those situations where if I'm sitting at, if I'm sitting at 11 and all three of those guys drop, I don't care which one, I'll take any one of them. If I can go around and turn and pick them up early in the second round, whichever one drops to me, I'm happy with. Mm. Juju Smith-Schuster, the only other guy we want to mention here who is really super fantasy relevant here going into championship week. Still really questionable. It's going to be a game-time decision, so we'll see how that goes. Did you decide if you want to make that bet with me 
in our really shitty Yahoo League. I'll do it for a shot. Two. A shot. Shot and a half. Shot and a half. A shot, but the winner gets to pick the alcohol. Ooh, fuck no. Or two I'm shots, you get to pick yours. <laughs> I'm pulling a whiz on you. Do it. No, see, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna let you win the way the bet is made. <laughs> Yay! All right, you cocksucker. That's all right. You're gonna get beat anyway. You're only projected for like one more dumb shit I heard this week. All right, so we're gonna change it up a little bit. For dumb shit this week, we're gonna play a Who Am I? I'm gonna give you a list of stats. I'll explain how it fits here in a little bit. All right. Who am I? In my career, I have thrown for 68 out of 130 passes, 68 completions out of 130 passes. That's a 52.3 career completion percentage. Career long, I've got 548 passing yards, three touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Career long, I average 68.5 passing yards per game when I start and finish the game. My passer rating, career long, is 32.5. My QBR, career long, is 10.1. And there was, a, there was a game I played in my career where I had 14 passing attempts and threw five interceptions. That stat gave it away, Who buddy. Who am I? It's the man that John Gruden appears to love. Yes. And they just signed him, Nathan yes. Peterman. Nathan fucking Peterman <laughs> got another job. Gruden is, quote, high on this kid. So they're bringing him into Oakland or Vegas next year or whatever it is. What the fuck? Like, I'm not going to be the guy that says Kaepernick at this point, but I am going to be the guy that says Nathan Peterman does not deserve a job as a quarterback in the NFL. Dude, Kaepernick is a better quarterback than how many guys starting games this Sunday? At least five. Yeah. And that's a, that's he a is, shame. He's, but he's that's... also better than Nathan. Oh. You're better than Nathan Peterman yeah. as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I could pick up a couple ground yards until I got killed. Now I'm saying, look, if you can complete one pass out of out of two, then you're doing just fine. Uh, Nathan Peterman's bad, but that's not really the point. The dumb shit here is that John Gruden's a fucking moron. He's got a 10-year contract. How many years do you think he lasts before he's let go? I don't know. He might be working that prison plan really well up in the higher uh, tier of the office. <laughs> suck it down. He's pretty much running the whole goddamn show. Or he's right? just buying a bunch of hookers and sending them up to the office every day. That might, yeah, that might that'll do, do the it. trick. Yeah. That'll do it. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a dumb move. Here's another quick dumb shit for you. GoFundMe. You know GoFundMe? Oh, I've heard about this. So. Yeah. Go fund, there's a GoFundMe campaign uh, that was started by some vet, whatever it was, for Trump's border wall. The government has been giving him such a hard time about getting money for this wall, even though the House just gave him $5 billion. So, random everyday citizens have so far to date contributed $12 million to this fucking thing. $12 million. These are all the same people that elected Trump because he said Mexico's going to pay for that wall, Right? I'm not sure if people voted for him because of that statement. Now they're shelling out fifty grand at a time. There's at least three fifty thousand dollars. Hey, there's a there's a contrarian GoFundMe page that's 
going out there now that's to buy some... ladders to climb the wall. That's <laughs> up to like, immigrants to climb the that's wall. That's up to like 70,000. 70, that's awesome. Like that. I think that's hilarious. That's a great troll move. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. All right, you're going to do this for us. Big Wiz and his stat of the week. It's absolutely a great stat that you're going to bring up. So, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tampa Bay quarterback situations, how they're actually kind of fantasy relevant. But we've also mentioned that you guys are firm believers that Jameis Winston's kind of trash Garbage quarterback. quarterback. So here's a statistic Better than for Peterman, you. but not by much. In week 14, Chris Godwin received 10 targets. Pretty good. Which you would think, well, fantasy, opportunity, that's... That's relevant. Sure. However, he only had one catch. Well, he must suck. One might think that. But then when you continue to dig the statistics, his catch rate on catchable passes in that particular game was 100%. (laughs) Which means Jameis Winston threw Chris Godwin one catchable ball. Out of ten? And he caught it. What the fuck? Professional wow. quarterbacks in the league, wow. people. Now, maybe maybe two of those are like throwaways where they just credit the target to Godwin. I don't know how a throwaway goes. Does it get credited as a target to a certain receiver that's closest to the area? I would assume so. But and there might be a still, few of those, but yeah. I mean, jeez. 90% of your passes to a guy are uncatchable. Oh, poor... Poor Tampa Bay receivers. I mean, we we said a few weeks back that that Antonio Brown. You weren't here this week, but we said Antonio Brown, who had fifty uh, percent of his balls were catchable, or fifty five percent of his balls were catchable this year. We thought that was just fucking terrible. Yeah. Here we go. Ten percent. You think Tampa's wishing they had Mike Glennon still? Ooh, I bet Tampa pulls uh, pulls Fitz Magic back in before this season's over. Ooh, and just like two games left. Hey. Jameis has got. They got to be start. They got to be digging for a quarterback for next year. Draft, draft action, trade, draft, something real bad. Anything. Tampa desperate. Fucking anything. That's ugly. Are right, we going to take a few shots? We're not going to take them all. The big whiz is not here. We didn't mention. I don't know if you people have noticed, but the big whiz didn't show up today. He's celebrating Christmas or something, whatever you fucking Christians do with your time. So we're not going to take all of these shots. He owes some of them. Of course, Bullfrog owes more than anybody else. We thought the good doctor was going to be able to take a shot with us today. He will be here later in the show, but he is under strict instructions from his wife not to drink any alcohol. He did make up his shot the other day, though, for uh, his... His daily last place. I'm going to make him do it again. From the yeah, previous fuck week. Fuck no, okay. Accountability comes first. Uh, you know, we took our players last week. The big whiz won at 57% accurate. Whatever. I had a 43% accurate, but Bullfrog, familiar territory here for you. Hey, not on this one. Come on. I've only been at the bottom of accountability hand for 29%. What'd you pour me? You hit that Amari. That's Peach right there. You hit that Amari Cooper correct. You hit those New Orleans. How about that Amari fucking Cooper? That was that was a solid call. I love you going going for it there. And you guys still you guys still fucking rolled them out there in your daily lineups. And we lost. You sons of bitches. However, 
your tight end streamer, Ferkser. Ooh, how'd he that was do? a bad one. You put him in happened? your daily lineup, Well, too. fucking Tennessee threw it ten <laughs> times. How many targets can you get when you only oh, throw it fucking it. 14 times? Sterling Shepard, we mentioned it earlier. You picked him, and it just didn't happen, even though it should have. Calvin Ridley just didn't get it done. Mariota had a shit game. Well, he didn't have a shit game. He just didn't throw it at all. Because Derrick Henry, all of a sudden... Whatever, Wiz wins that one. Of course, his Dalvin Cook flex play got him the win over me, so asterisk on another victory for Wiz. It is. Oh, yeah, Dalvin Cook's only ranked the 43rd for running and running back because yeah, he's he only missed. played four games. Right. Hey, I guess he, he, he's found a loophole. Oh, Wiz. We'll, we'll close that loophole for next year. All right. Merry fucking Christmas. I cut you off. My bad. Good news for you here. Three in the pink, two in the stink for the second week in a row. Did not see you finishing last. And in fact, for the third week in the row, saw you finishing in the positive, sir. Bullfrog ends with a positive 20 this week. Doesn't sound like a lot, but not a lot of people did very well this week. In fact, if we look at the totals, there's only, we do have a positive 117. That goes to an old friend of the show, good friend of the show, Charles DeMar. That, that racks as the fourth highest score on the season. So good on you, sir. But 20 puts you right there in the mix. Am I still in last? Code, I got a chance to get out of this. The, you are still the in cellar. last. Uh, you, in fact, are sitting at negative 245. Gary Haddow is just above you at. Negative 159. So it's possible. Two big weeks. If you put know. in a big, well, we, we're not going to week 17. Oh, okay. It's this not the it, fantasy huh? season. So this is it. If you put up that big 117, you, sir, could get there. Just a real quick, I want to take a look and see exactly what did it for Charles. Uh, eight from Dalvin Cook, who he's been struggling with, Dalvin, just like you. Mike Williams, though, his positive Oof. 38 was pretty big. Yeah. Uh, the big whiz also benefits from Mike Williams, he finished, I should say, at a positive 37. Not too bad. He got some points from uh, Adrian Peterson. Tyreek Hill scored him a plus 33. And he's got Amari Cooper as his 10-foot pull. So where your good call gave yeah. you some points in uh, Yeah, he'd been getting beat up on that one, though, a couple weeks, he's, wasn't he? Oh, fuck yeah, yeah he has been. Uh, Dwee's Nuts here is the loser, I should say, is the big loser. Negative 50 for Dwee's Nuts because Derrick Henry's my 10-foot pull. Michael Gallup is my just a tip who had zero targets for zero catches and zero yards last week. Deion Lewis, that whole Deion Lewis, Derrick Henry thing is starting to look real bad for me. Me I'm too. Definitely not gonna I was, remember bet. when we first met, man, at that party yeah. we were talking about. I'm not going to win the bet, but uh, it also fucks me here because I, I picked both of them in this game. But uh, whatever, I, I lost again. It is what it is. If we look right at the top, just to just to touch base with our leaders, G. Libertino's at a plus 17 this week, which is fine. Brad Drury's back into the positive at a plus 36, but that it's over. Libertino's won at an 875 over Brad's 590. I will say that uh, Giancarlo here is not responding to me. I'm trying to give him a chance to replace Emmanuel Sanders on the IR, and he's not responding. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has picked the replacement already because a lot of people have gone to the IR. Looks like Libertino's going to win. Looks like the Bullfrog's going to lose. Looks like Dweez Nuts is going to finish in 8th or ninth place. We only have three people in the negative on the season. That's you for one of them. Let me take my shot here, and we'll move on. Here's a question for you. 
Where where do you put Derrick Henry compared to those three running backs you mentioned earlier I, going into next season? I will rank Derrick Henry similarly to where I ranked him this year in yeah. the running back bottom thirties. Still, still not. He a did it for he, he's done it for right. two weeks, right? Right. So, but don't you think some people are going to jump the gun? He's going to go higher than he oh, should. Oh yes. Probably. Oh, somebody out there is going to somebody's going to get fucked. Take him in the third round. They go hard round. on over Derrick Henry, and he's and just, I'm go, you know what I'm going to do my best to convince everybody in all my right. leagues that he's the shit. Right. Right. Uh, as long as they don't listen to the show. I'm going to convince somebody to draft him ahead of me so that I can go get an Aaron Jones or Philip Lindsay relatively early. We look at our studs last week. Uh, I, you once again won the studs at the running back two. Who'd you have? Gurley. That's, was it two weeks in a row for you with Gurley? Nope, Saquon before that. Two out of three for Gurley, though. You were you were Gurley the week before that. Mm. That might not be true. But you win again, running back two on the week. Um, I picked Mixon. Ended the running back five, finally getting his touches. I like Mixon again this week a little bit, but I'm not going to pick him. Big Wiz took Ezekiel Elliott. Ended the running back 19, so he's going to take a shot for us there. We look at dailies. Uh, we said it already. The good doctor went from scoring 70 in one week to 123 in the very next week to win our daily. He will be with us later in the show give us his daily advice when i told him he got to give his daily advice uh he started shaking he got a little nervous he said i've been playing it for two weeks what the fuck do i know and i said that's for you to figure out big whiz at 112 came in second i got 109 bullfrog tough week 89 who killed you you remember who you had mccaffrey monday night uh that monday night game killed me you know i needed uh I needed Michael Thomas to beat. Derek Carr. Had, I started him as my quarterback Derek, last every week. Every quarterback was tough. I needed Mike Williams to beat Cam Newton last week by six points to get into my championship. And he, not only did he not do it, he, I think he beat him by two and a half, three. Then I got the two-point stat correction from Ezekiel Elliott in my favor. Oh, shit. Still fell short of the championship. Yeah, man. Quarterbacks last week were just... Garbage. Nothing, nothing, no, nobody blew up last mm-hmm, week. Strange mm-hmm. week. Ah, right, I'll take my shot. Now again, that was my that was my third lineup. So I was at, I was just kind of taking some shit chances on that lineup. Stop and, and, it, and it, yeah, it was bad. Did you win anything anywhere else with your other two? Say yes so that the people are convinced you're good at this. I am not good at this. <laughs> I don't think I did. I've been on a I've been on a fucking six or seven week shit show for fucking FanDuel daily. We're gonna, this week, we're my wide receivers have been fucking brutal. I think you need to switch it up, pick stud receivers. I'm gonna have to and go deep on running backs. Yeah, just like fucking deep. Doesn't feel like a good play. Big BBC deep, big black cock. I got yeah, it. It took me a second, but, but I got it. Okay, do a little mandingo action. <laughs> All right, we're looking at would you rather? The two of us played with the big whizzes' worst possible options. We had. One difference between the two of us before we made him give us a bonus. We both were 63% correct on the week. We tied because, again, we almost picked all of the same players. So we're giving this shot to the Wiz for the worst would-you-rather options we've ever heard. There's only one bet between the two of us that does not include the Wiz, so we'll do that shot. That was a bet about Calvin Ridley. You said he was going to score a touchdown. I said it wasn't going to happen, and it didn't happen. So uh, take another one. 
Thank you. What, three or four for you? This is the lightest shot week we've had in a long time. Just three tonight. We're gonna do a we're gonna do the rest of this show sober. Yeah, absolutely. How's that feel? I don't know if I'd say sober, but more sober than the last few. I'm drinking liquor tonight to try to keep up. I got the drink tastes like banana Laffy Taffy. It's amazing. It's my favorite candy. You love your you love your banana Laffy. Remember when I gave you a fucking mm-hmm. bucket of that shit? I love the. Fu- <laughs> it's my favorite candy. What's your favorite candy? Oof. God, you know what I fucking love is it fucking Airheads. I don't know why, but I, I can do eat a those flavor shit. Airheads, but. Any of those, yeah, they all taste wrong. the same. The they're white, so good. Oh, the whites, the, the mystery color, those the, are so the, the good. The white's great. The blue. Oh. Mm-hmm. They're all just so fucking... I agree with you. Oh, fucking delicious. I like Reese's Pieces for, like, chocolatey. Those are probably my favorite. You know there's no chocolate in a Reese's Pieces. I know. Peanut butter. Well, candy shell. No chocolate. Yeah, no? Probably not. Not even a little bit. Oh. Take that shot. I'll go yell at my kid, because he's awake again. Uh, and then we'll maybe we'll get him back down here to do more, uh, more mic work. And then we'll move on. We got some uh, games to play. What's the matter? Big boy can't get it up. All right, we'll start the running back position. Wiz isn't here, so he couldn't pick a quarterback for you. He's been doing that of late, picking a quarterback. Maybe that's part of the reason he's winning. I don't know. He's got some strategy. Uh, I've got a running back here. It's Alvin Kamara. Well, no, he continues to pick quarterbacks that are not ranked in the top twelve each week. That's his strategy. But that's he's that's a he's great good at that strategy. strategy. Yeah, if you pick really... a shitty player and say he's going to do poorly. You win. He picks a guy with not. a shitty matchup. I love to, it. To, to to can't get it up. We're going to close. Gonna have to close that loophole, or just call him the the guru of the show. I don't I don't know that I like that option, but. Uh, Alvin Kamara is my can't get it up at the running back position. I went for it this week. Kamara, who was you know absolutely. The MVP of the first half of the NFL season, first half of the fantasy season. He's been struggling of late. Uh, he's been the week. He, he was running back 15 in the last four games, which is still inside that top 24. And, you know, it's good. But if you drafted him high and you saw what he did early, you drafted him in the top four or five picks on a season. You saw what he was doing early. Running back 15 is really disappointing if I asked you after week five where he'd be. Yeah. He's only scored one touchdown in the last four games two touchdowns in the last five, and he's played teams like Atlanta, one of the worst defenses in the league, Tampa Bay, one of the worst defenses in the league, and uh, Carolina last week, and they've been struggling on defense as well. The offense in general looks like shit lately, right? The Saints, These are the Saints that were scoring 43 points a week for a while. They averaged 37 points in weeks 1 through 11 and only 17 per game in the last three weeks. So it's not even just... Uh, I'm not just looking at Kamara here. I'm looking at this whole offense. I'm okay. trying to figure out what the fuck's going it's kind on. Kind of the NFL as a whole. All the high scoring offenses have been really sputtering as of late. Special fuck. Last week was rough. Is it what you know? Is it injuries? Is it just the defenses? Or you know they've seen enough film and well, somebody running was, out of plays. You know, I don't know who I was talking to, but but it's all these teams that are either out of the playoffs or they're trying desperately to hold on to a slot. They're they're all of a sudden they don't give a shit anymore, and they're right. they're going. For whatever reason, now for the first right. time, balls to the wall. Uh, for something about playing, just trying to play spoiler because you're you know your season is done brings out the best in some guys, right? right. So that might be part of it. I don't know. Um, but look, the Saints get Pittsburgh this week. Six best against running backs. Uh, they've only given up 25 yards twice to receiving backs on the on the year, right? To backs catching the ball out of the backfield. Which even when Kamara started to slow down his running game he was still catching a lot of yards coming out of the backfield they've only given up more than 25 yards twice 
only given up two running back receiving touchdowns since week four, and they both went to Christian McCaffrey. So the offense is sputtering, but Kamara's sputtering a little bit. Pittsburgh's defense is good and is particularly good at slowing down the thing that Kamara's really good at. So I think he struggles, and there's a good chance that he ends up outside the top 24. Really bold statement for you guys. If you've got Alvin Kamara in your championship matchup this week, Dweez Nuts is recommending that you sit him. Sit him and play Jalen Samuels instead. You got a running back for us? Uh, yeah, I don't know, do I? You do. I do, but what, I want to talk about. I want to talk about Kamara for a second. You may. Uh, I'm trying to look at Mark Ingram's contract here. I believe he's going to be a free agent next year. I have it right here. So let's assume Ingram leaves. How high up do you put Kamara if they don't replace with another guy that's going to share the load? Where do you put him in the pecking order? Well, Kamara's got to finish above all the guys we've talked about. Oh, absolutely. He'll 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 be in the top five. Gurley Zeke, probably still ahead of him. Barkley. Barkley still ahead Definitely of him. Definitely going to be ahead McCaffrey. of him. McCaffrey. He's going to be right around the McCaffrey mark. Gordon. He's going to be in that McCaffrey-Gordon. McCaffrey-Gordon. Yeah. Yep, but be look that at all second, those guys. That'll be that second tier. That's, how many did we just name there? That's five. like snow. We just named five. Six. Six. You got Bell. You, see, you really think some of those other guys we mentioned are going to be first-round guys? Tail end of the first oh. round. Yeah. Anyway, all right, I'm going to go with David Johnson as my can't-get-it-up guy versus the Rams. Uh, I know he had one big play last week uh, that basically put him into, you know, top 24 category. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just I'm feeling like it's one of those games where the Rams might get it going a little bit again, even with Gurley banged up or out. Um, God, Rosen's just bad. Arizona's bad. Mike Glennon's bad. Glennon's bad. I feel it's going to be a real negative game script. Uh, I don't think too many David Johnson owners are going to be playing for a championship this week, especially because you took them with the top four pick most likely. Um, but there might be, a, I'm sure there's a few out there because you just, you know, you had a great draft or some great free agent pickups. Um, you know, it might be one of those weeks where you, you look to replace David Johnson if you can. I feel like... If you're a David Johnson owner, you've probably sat him a few times this year. And you're probably not in the championship. You're probably not, right? I already mentioned that, but there's got to be a few people out there. Sure. Or maybe based on a trade. You know, maybe you traded, you got him, mm-hmm. you had some other pieces. Um, Here's the big I just, issue. I'm just not feeling that he's going to do very well this week. Here's a big issue with David Johnson, right? We know his team's garbage. We know his offensive line is garbage. But And this is the thing that I said over and over preseason when I ranked him as high as I did. I said his talent is going to win out. He's, gonna, he's going to create yards for himself. He's going to break tackles. He's going to make shit happen because he's just that good. Well, this year, uh, he's averaging 0.8 yards created per carry, which is 50th best in the league. It's only 32 teams, right? 50th best at the running back position at creating yards for himself. That's by breaking tackles, evading people, juking people out. He's not, This is something that he should be excelling at because he's so good, but he's not doing it. Maybe so. he's just not that good. Maybe he just had that fucking one year. It's, it's very possible. Flat. Maybe he was coking up, roiding up. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? So, yeah, he's struggling. All right, hit me with your receiver. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm sticking with, sticking with what I'm good at here, man. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Mike Evans. I feel like he was better under Fitzpatrick. I feel like I think he. Was I, it? If we looked at the stats again, I'm pretty lazy. We'll get back to uh, it. So you guys will have to do that on your own, but. <laughs> <laughs> Especially as of late, I don't think he, he hasn't scored many touchdowns as of late. He's been getting like one big catch a game. You know, like he'll get a forty-yard catch or a fifty-yard catch or a sixty-yard catch, not for a score, but basically that's been putting him into the one hundred-yard range or real close. But versus Dallas on the road, they're giving up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. You know, both of their outside corners have good size. Jones and Awuze, Awuzie, Awuzi. I don't know. Uh, they're both six one, six foot. It's a it's a pretty good matchup, you know, to 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 slow down Evans. Uh, you know, and again, I'm just not a big fan of Mike Evans. I can't root for him. I just I just don't think he's that good. Something he's about just him a just big pisses, body. Just pisses me you know, off looking at him. Something about it, like you just watch. If you were to watch a fucking hour of film with a guy like DeAndre Hopkins versus an hour of film of Mike Evans. You would be fucking blown away by the talent difference. The I mean, Hopkins work. Right? Hopkins works his fucking ass off every play, every catch. He's grinding for extra yards for more. You know, he's battling double coverage. Mike Evans will just run a go and jog off the field. You know, like it just. So I don't remember the stat exactly, but like Mike Evans' first two years in the league, his yards after the catch. We're, we're put him at like wide receiver one hundred. It was so bad. He he had less than one yard after the catch per reception. It was something stupid. So you're not wrong. And the other thing I like, look, I said last week, Byron Jones, cornerback for the the Dallas Cowboys, was the number one rated coverage corner in the league going into last week. He's very good right. at his job. So it's not just size. Like these guys are good. Right. And well, especially in a in a matchup like this, where you know Evans is. Evans is considered good probably because of his size, not because of his route running ability, not because of his quickness in a box, but because of his size. Well, Jones has the size to defend Evans' strength, so I just I think it's a letdown spot for Mike Evans. Again, I don't think many championship teams roster Mike Evans. I bet he's a pretty low percentage owned, just like David Johnson. Those guys are probably in the single digits. You know, when the when the end of the season reports come out of from Yahoo and whoever. You know, the highest percentage owned guys. You got to think both of those guys are single percentage down there. Here's yeah. another guy that I've got that is probably really low owned on championship teams because of how high you had to draft him and how poorly he's performed this year. Some due to injuries, missed a lot of time. That's Gronk, okay? He's going to be my can't get it up tight end this week. Uh, he's just not been himself this year. He looks like he probably should have just retired last year. He has had a few good games. Even a couple of weeks ago, scored a 20-point fantasy game. This week, they get Buffalo. Uh, the Bills have been great against the tight end, right? So there's there's a couple of teams, Tennessee and Buffalo, who are so much better against the tight end than all the other teams. I mean, averaging six points versus averaging nine and a half points to tight end. Uh, Buffalo's great, okay? I think this week, you know, with Gordon out, there's a there's a chance that Gronk ends up being the guy that that uh, takes over some of that Gordon work in the end zone in the red zone. But uh, for me, it's I, I'm, maybe it's hopeful, but I think Edelman's going to be the guy that ends up getting that those running backs coming out of the backfield, whether that's 
White or Burkhead or even Sony Michelle. I don't think Gronk's the guy anymore. He's just lost a step. Yeah, he's still bigger than most people he can go up and get. But this is a team that knows how to defend against that and the tight end. So I expect him to have another really bad week, eight points or less. So if you've got him and you're starting him, don't don't expect him to win you this championship for sure. Fair. I'm going to yeah. take a shot. Fair. I feel like we haven't taken enough shots this week. I feel sober. Maybe it's because I've the liquor that I drink enough. is 12% alcohol. Yeah, I've had enough. You're ridiculous. It's, it's Christmas shit. season. Again. You're supposed to be drunk all the time. I'm already feeling it, man. Good boy. Hide your kids. The boys are flex trafficking again. All right, let's look at flex. Uh, start us off. Who do you got? I got a running back for you. Uh, I'm going to go with Kalen Blash. Frank Gore, he's probably retiring. He's done. He is done. The Dolphins don't. They obviously don't fucking trust Kenyon Drake to give him more than how many carries a game. Uh, he had, what, three carries last week with Gore out. Adam Gase hates Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Hates him. Apparently he's not very good at blitz pickup and pass blocking and that kind of shit. He's got, obviously, Kenyon Drake's got some speed and some talent. Very good, uh, yeah. He's very good. Looks, you know, cool. he might be one of those guys that needs to change, change scenery, and could have, a, you know, a decent couple years. He but, has, uh, he has two, uh, I think, two years left yeah. on his contract. So, Kalen Balaj, you know, standing at a, it's a just a, it's just a meager six two two twenty eight, with four four six speed. You know, I don't know what that's like. Do you know what that's like? <laughs> I ran a four four six in middle school. Yeah, I feel like I feel like at my fastest. I'm also a pretty fast little fucking white kid. I bet I could have ran a four or five. Wait, you're white? Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. Something like that. You think you could have ran a four or five? I think I could have ran a four that's or five. Fucking ridiculous. I'm fast. I'm a fast little that's guy. That's top one third yeah. percent of That's that's kinda how I live my life. <laughs> but only at five eight, one fifty. So it's it's even if I did run a four or five, right. Even if I did run a four or five at five eight one fifty back in high school, uh Six two two twenty eight running four four six is is pretty impressive. That's very but uh impressive. you know the Jacksonville defense they've given up thirteen touchdowns on the ground over the last ten games, three hundred and seventy five yards in the last two. You know these that guys are the, uh, through the Derrick Henry game. Uh, I would assume it does. Yeah. So yeah, you know it might be skewed slightly, but Ooh, still that's all right. That's what two hundred there. He's still like another hundred and something to the the next team. Yeah. Uh. Again, you know these guys are, these guys are their minds are in Mexico or fucking Jamaica, <laughs> Tahiti, fucking Bora Bora. You know these guys are planning that vacation as soon as the season's over. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, as soon as you bench Blake Bortles for Cody Kessler as a defender, I'm thinking, what the fuck am I doing out here? Why am I going to risk injury? You know? Coaches are done. The players are done. The coaches are going to be fired at the end of this season. You have to imagine. Yeah, this team is a team that. Came in with the highest expectations. I picked them to win the division. Just shit the goddamn... I think I had them as a wild card, but shit the bed. Your Texans are going to win that one for you, buddy. Yeah, most That's of my one. playoff picks Did they? turned Pretty out good. right. We'll, have to, we'll go back and look right. in a couple of weeks. We're going to yep. have our, our look back show. It's going to be a good right one, guys. We were. Might go on for three hours. Might be. But a uh, lot, of, lot, of, lot of alcohol consumed that night. But All right. I've got a couple of running backs that I want to mention here as flex guys. These are running backs that are given opportunities because of injuries ahead of them. These are guys that you can go get 
throw into your lineups and can help you. Um, it's a shame that it's taken so long for the, some of these guys to get their opportunity. I don't even think these guys are necessarily that talented, but the opportunity's there. So if you were quick to the waiver wire, you got them. First one is going to be Jamal Williams, Green Bay Packers. Uh, he has been a little hurt. He has been missing practice, limited in practice. So you got to keep an eye on this to see if he plays or not. Um, he had been practicing, though, so I think he'll play. Packers got the Jets this week. Jets are giving up four and a half yards per carry, 126 or so yards per game, two running backs. Uh, and then the big argument here is, look, the only other running back that's going to suit up for this team, at least halfback, is Capri Bibbs. Capri Bibbs, who has been on this team for less than a week. It's Jamal Williams and fucking Capri Bibbs, wow. dude. He's going to get all the work. Now, he hasn't been great this year when he's run the ball. He looks slow, especially compared to Aaron Jones. He looks bad. He was given the starting nod to begin the year, and he lost it very quickly when Jones came back because he's just not necessarily very talented. He can pick up blitzes just fine, but running the ball has been tough. Last week, 12 carries, 55 yards, 5 catches, which was crazy, for 42 yards and a score. Now, that came against... The Chicago Bears defense, you remember what they did to Todd Gurley? They're really good. So maybe this team's still going to find a way to commit to the run this week against the New York Jets defense that's not really good against the run. Uh, those numbers have to come up relative to the defenses that they're playing against. And I want to repeat this part. Jamal Williams' competition in that backfield is Capri fucking Bibbs. So roll him out there. Do it confidently. I think he's going to get you some points. One more running back I have for you is Jalen Samuels. James Conner is not playing. Once again, out. Uh, New Orleans is a very bad matchup for running backs. I think right now they're fifth toughest against a running back. However, a few weeks ago they were first toughest against a running back. So so uh, they're, they're getting a little worse there. Everything about the New Orleans team is getting a little worse. Look, Jalen Samuels got the opportunity last week, and he was great against... New England, 19 carries, 142 yards. He had two catches for another 30 yards. He didn't score. I think he probably scores this week. Uh, they're going to continue to feed the ball to him. The, the, the one thing we know about Mike Tomlin is that once he, get, he picks one running back, and that is the only fucking running back he puts in the game. doesn't matter who it is. And this team, this running mm. scheme, seems to work for everybody. It doesn't matter who you put back there. Uh, they're successful. So I expect Jalen Samuels and Jamal Williams both to end somewhere in that top 24, probably top 20. Can do you some, some help if you're playing for third place, if you're playing for fifth place. So look at him. Yeah, I like uh, like Samuels just based on volume. Uh, I feel like he's... Both of them. It's all volume play yeah, for both I mean, of these guys. I can't believe he's only getting two catches. You know, he was a pass-catching player at NC State, tight you know. Yeah. He was a tight end. He was like an H-back. You know, he, he played in the backfield. He got carries. He ran out on the tight end. He ran off the edge. Like, I'm surprised they haven't used utilized him a little bit more in the receiving game. Uh, so maybe this is the week that uh, they do. Uh, and, I'll, you know, we'll say this. You should know by now if you play in Yahoo, but Jalen Samuels is listed as a running back and tight end. That's a dirty tight end start. So throw a fucking throw him in your fucking tight end spot. Put Jamal Will if you're really struggling. Put both of those guys in there. Jalen Samuels is a tight end, and he's going to do just fine for you. I had him last week, and I and I and I considered putting him in my tight end spot to get into the championship, but I left Ebron in. 
who got hurt, left, ended up with 1.9 yeah. points. How many guys did you lose to injury last week? Like three or four? I, I lost four guys to injury last During week. During the games? Two of my running backs, my tight end, my kicker was just garbage. It was it was bad. And I still only lost by three points. Oh, my gosh. There were some low scores put up last. I bet there was... There were some low winning scores put up last week, I bet. my guy, The guy that beat me to get into the championship in our neighborhood league scored 74 points. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, and that's a PPR or half-point PPR. That is a right? full PPR. In the neighborhood? Sir? Yes. Yeah. Ugly. All right. Give me another flex. I'm going to go Robbie Anderson. Uh, you know, we talked about it before on the show. If you're going to pick a wide receiver... Or rather, excuse me, if you're gonna pick a bad if you're gonna pick a player from a bad team, make it a wide receiver, not a running back. Uh and Robbie Anderson is shown to be Darnold's uh kind of clear cut favorite at this point. You know, early in the season it was Quincy Anunwa. Um lately it's turned into Robbie Anderson. Uh you know, Green Bay has been fucking getting absolutely torched. By outside receivers, uh, you got to think the Jets are going to be trailing in this game. So I think it's a good spot for Robbie Anderson, whether he picks up some you know early action in the game or just junk time when Darnold's just kind of chucking it around, playing from behind. Uh, yeah, I think Robbie Anderson's got a good chance. Again, it's two teams that are out of the playoffs. Uh, how hard are the defenders really going to want to play? Right. You know? Fucking A. So, they're not trying to spoil anybody's day. They're just, they're nope. just out there right. going through the motions. But maybe how hard do the offensive guys want to play? I don't know. Maybe it's a 7-3 to three fucking ball game because everybody just says, fuck it, I'm not going to go that hard. Sounds exciting. Maybe man. it's like a Pro wait. Bowl game <laughs> without the scoring. Nobody hits anybody. They just walk <laughs> real slowly around. Maybe. We'll see. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now that's a stream. All right, quarterback streamers, I'm going to take Baker Mayfield. Gets to play against the Cincinnati Bengals. We know that they're really bad at everything. And Baker's gone 260 yards and four touchdowns in the last meeting against Cincinnati. That was only four weeks ago. So he's been okay. He's been decent. Really good against this one particular division team. That sucks ass at all things. Expect that to keep going. Here, Here's what scares me about the Baker pick. Like, I'm all about it. But at the same time, it's it, I feel like it's what happened to me in Daily a couple weeks ago. Where first half, I was going fucking berserk. But then all of a sudden, the game script flipped on all those fucking games. And I did nothing in the second half. Nothing at all. And if he doesn't... This is Saquon Barkley's 150-yard first If Baker's not involved in some of those early touchdowns, like let's say Chubb goes fucking crazy and gets the first couple TDs. Well, all of a sudden, Baker's just out of the game script because most likely Driscoll's not going to lead Cincinnati to a bunch of scores. Especially not with Tyler Boyd out. Well, Baker, do you need to keep chucking it around? No. Just keep fucking handing it off. So that's what scares me about Baker. It's like if he doesn't get a couple of those early touchdowns, he might throw up a stinker. He might. Yeah. We'll talk about Chubb in we'll a minute. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. So who do you like better? Josh Allen versus New England. Uh, again, man, he's all or nothing. He's he's the epitome of all or nothing. 
which in fan you know in fantasy that's kind of what you need yeah uh if it if it wasn't meant to be then it's not meant to be but allen's got the skills to put some numbers up on the ground and some of these young fucking receivers have been you know getting some yak uh so let me ask you this question i know it's not yeah. A reality for you, but if you're in a championship week, do yeah. you have the balls to play Josh Allen for the win? Well, I guess it would depend on who your other quarterbacks were. So uh, you got the uh, same game, Tom like Andrew Brady. Luck, Josh Allen. I'd probably start Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. How about Tom Brady against those Bills? Cool. Oh, that's a tough one because. I don't. I think Allen's ceiling is probably. Oh fuck! It's real close. I think obviously Brady's less less risk, but so depending on your matchup, you know, if I'm coming into this game as an underdog, I'm probably starting Allen over Brady. If I feel like my 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 roster's better and I should beat him in most of the other spots, I'm gonna and just play it safe at the go quarterback safe. position. You go Brady. But if you're like, holy shit, this guy's you know loaded up with great matchups. Fucking go, Allen. Hope he scores two on the ground and two in the air. Runs 120 yeah. yards. Picks up 35 points. I like it. That's like that's kind of what I would say. Anything else to say about the man or should we go tight ends? Nah, I'm done with him. Hit me with your tight end. Then. Tight end. Uh, His name is Blake. I was going to say, I thought it was Blake. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Blake. <laughs> this is what we're at with tight ends. We don't know their first you know, I guys, looked up mine a minute ago. Man, listeners, I was digging. I was digging. I kept looking for tight ends. I'm like, fuck, this guy, you know, they got two tight ends getting, you know, this guy's not getting any targets. I like Ben Watson a little bit. I like Vanette a little bit. But those guys are just getting, like, limited targets. Again, they might be in better scoring games this week. So maybe Vanette and Watson. But just the lack of targets over the last few weeks scared me away. So I went with Blake Jarwin. Uh, his snap percentage keeps going up. He's had seven targets in each of the last two weeks. Uh, I think it's a good spot. They're at home against Tampa. You know, we've talked about Tampa. Their defense has been getting a little better, but they're still giving up points. Uh, so I think it's a spot where, you know, he should probably get you four for 40. Again, I don't know if you want to start him, but that's eight points four in a PPR. Four for 40, baby. Six, six, seven and a half point. It's better than my uh, Ferkser from last week. Sure is better. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back to the well of a few weeks ago. Pick Matt Lacoste as my tight end streamer. Denver gets to play against the Oakland Raiders. Last week, if I'd have made that, made that uh, 30 yard bet that I made with last week, I'd have won it. As Lacoste went four for 43, he started to get some of those looks that we expected to get him to get earlier. Again, He's not going to score you twelve, but he may get eight, nine, ten points. And if you're if you if you suck at tight end like most of us do, if you don't have Jalen Samuels to plug into your tight end, as most of us don't, uh, go ahead and consider Lacoste. Throw him in there. Beat your opponent with somebody he's never heard of. Fuck him. Yeah. Defenses. Yeah, no streaming tight end. Let's let's say you're the let's say you've been riding George Kittle, Kittle. and you're in the championship game and they're at Seattle. No, you don't. Jesus. You don't sit, sit. I don't. Do you, you probably can't sit San Kittle. San Francisco but... doesn't play Seattle. No, you're right. Kelsey. What the fuck am I thinking? You're saying Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't thinking Kelsey. Who the fuck is the San Fran yet? I don't know. Chicago. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Even better. 
Way better. I don't know. You probably can't sit Kittle, but it's it's if I were the, if I were in a championship game, I have Kittle. It would definitely be running across my mind like fuck, you know. I gotta play Kittle, but it's like, would what you are you expecting expect, out of yeah. him? You know, you expect more than a Lacoste or a Blake Jarwin. I Pro- yeah, well, yeah, better than those two, but there's. I mean, we're digging for guys that are like available now, yeah. but you know, you could have worked the wire, you know, at the beginning of the week or something. But you know that's what championships all about. You know you got to make the decision. You can play in the stud even if the matchup sucks. Probably this is the so you don't this, kick yourself in the ass. This right? is the fantasy year though, where championships are going to be won by a lot of people who are scrapping and pulling these no name guys out of their ass because so many stud players are hurt, limited. Look, if you're a Melvin Gordon owner, for example, like, do you trust and play him, right? Do you throw him out there thinking that he's probably going to be limited, even if he's healthy, just to keep him going? If you're a Todd Gurley owner, we don't know if he's going to play or not. Like, you have to scrap this year. I have, I don't remember a year like this in the past. So maybe Blake Jarwin and Matt Lacoste are on your championship winning team. Who knows? Yeah, like, if you're the Giants, why do you give Saquon Barkley 20 touches? Mm-mm. I wouldn't. No. If I owned them, if I was the GM, if I was the coach, what's the point? Give him five. Yeah, Walk give him give him a couple totes early on and then say, here you go, Wayne Gallman. Jonathan Stewart, you got a fucking jersey on today? Here you go. Take it. You know, fuck, Jonathan why? Stewart's still on that team. I don't know. I don't but I mean, either. again, the guy that's going to win my big money league, Saquon Barkley, was his first round pick. It's a good pick, turns out. But, I mean, maybe he has a shit week this week. I don't know. All right, defenses. This is why we don't play championships in week 17. So hopefully exactly. they don't sit there. But it's happening already. Should be, anyway. Should be. I've got Cleveland this week as my streaming defense. They get to play against those Cincinnati Bengals. No A.J. Green. No Tyler Boyd this week either. No Dalton. Mixon himself. Nope. He is playing. He is yeah. expected to play. But this week, he sustained a thigh injury and a wrist injury during practices. Mm. So, again, does he get limited? This is a team that has has nothing to play for. Um, Mixon is the only offense that they have left on the team. I like Cleveland because, you know, key in on that run game and you should be just fine. Driscoll's not going to get it done with John Ross. That's just not a thing that exists in our world. So so roll them out. Play them. Let Cleveland win you a championship. You, sir? I'm going to take the Colts. Versus Eli and the Giants, man. No Odell. Maybe they limit Saquon. Eli's shown to be pretty shitty for most of the season. Colts have been pretty solid, man. Uh, Look, last week the Colts pitched a shutout, and the Giants got shut out. There you go. It's a perfect rest. Probably not, but I'd give it a go if they're available. Who's your stud of the week, buddy? Let's go studs. Um, I've got, so we talked about the Browns a couple of times. You said this might be a great game script. Nick Chubb, and I'm going to pick Nick Chubb as my stud of the week. 20-plus carries in four of his last six games and three catches or more in four of his last five games. He's getting a lot of opportunities. He's even taken some of that Duke Johnson work away. The coaching staff likes him on the field, so he's staying on the field, and he gets to play against the worst rushing defense in the league this week against an offense that probably won't score at all against the Cleveland Browns defense, which is pretty good. So, yes, game script says go Chubb. Recent history says 
go Chubb. And Chubb has been really good since he's gotten the opportunity when they traded away Carlos Hyde. I like him to get it done this week. Like, top three back this week. Yeah, I I love Nick Chubb, man. He was one of the first guys when I was taking some notes for some daily stuff was Nick Chubb based on everything you just said. So Mm -hmm. I'm all in on the Chubb Chubb this week. Uh, So, we, you know, it's, yeah. Some of the big-name guys are a little bit scarier this week as far as, you know, stud of the week type, daily type stuff. Um, Saquon, you just never know. The Colts D's been playing good. We talked about maybe they limit him a little bit. CMC's banged up. No Cam Newton. Gurley, banged up. Might not even play. Uh, Melvin Gordon, first game back. So I'm going to take a little flyer on a guy that's show, showing some increased workload since the new offensive coordinator came around, and that's Delvin Cook. Ooh. Also, for two more reasons. One, he's my uh, he's my stud in the pink and the stink. You need him. And two... If you want if you want to come in second to last, you need him to get it done. And two, I'm going to be at the game on Sunday, guys. I'm there watching the Lions versus the Vikings. The wife, she was a great woman and bought me, bought her and I two tickets to go to this game for uh, for my anniversary gift. And uh, we were hoping it was going to be a little more importance on this game, for the Lions anyway. Yeah. So they're kind of playing spoiler role this week. Uh, but yeah, again, the Lions defense has been uh, not bad against the run. But they put, they put Ziggy on the IR, they put Hand on the IR, one of their top rookies. Uh, and again, game script says Minnesota should be winning this game, kind of in a low-scoring game. But you know, maybe he can put up 150 in a score. Maybe he can put up two scores, you know, in a 20 to seven game, and uh, finish in the top five or close to the top running back for the week. Uh, I like it. I'm glad none of Delvin picks, Cook. I'm glad none of us picked Todd Gurley or CMC, yeah. the guys that we keep saying exactly. we keep picking. These are these are these are good studs that can absolutely play. All right, next thing we're going to do here is invite the good doctor into the show. Like I said earlier, he won our daily tournament this week. That means he gets to do the daily deep throat for the week. Daily deep throat. Well, here are the scores for the week. We laid it out earlier as we were taking our shots. The Bullfrog lost at an 89 in his own fucking world. Dweez Nuts at a 109. Big Wiz 112, and the good doctor ran away with this week, 123 points. Do you remember who scored points for you and how you beat us by so much? Well, one that I think I remember was uh, my favorite player of all time, Joe Mixon. Well, I played Mixon too, so uh. it wasn't Mixon. <laughs> but he scored a lot. What, 20, 26 points? He scored enough to make it worth playing. He was he was my stud of the week, you know. That didn't end up winning the stud of the week for me, but that's okay. Here, I'll tell you who you had that, that wanted for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you rolled out Kirk Cousins, who no quarterback did well last week, but Cousins was okay. Uh, Zeke got you 14. Yeah. Robert Woods scored you 13. Diggs got you 14. Jalen Samuels got you 19. You were the only person that rolled Jalen Samuels out there. I thought about it a couple times. I trust ended up not the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. And you you managed to pick the right defense. Tennessee Titans defense shut out the Giants to the tune of 17 in our game. Oh, league. that's right. Yeah. So you won. You had a nice week. 
That means you get to come on here, share your wisdom, your wealth of experience in daily fantasy football, yeah. and tell the listeners how they can win some money. You won, what, $3 from us? $3.60. Did you put the lineup anywhere else? Shane, I don't know if you heard this, <laughs> came on and told us how to win money. He said, take that lineup, put it in a lot of different tournaments just in case you hit. Did you do that? Uh, I did not, but when I told the wife that I won $3 off all of you, she got a little excited. Like, excited enough to, like, drop <laughs> trow and <laughs> take <laughs> it to the sack. Gotta, gotta, gotta win a few more weeks. Bring home uh, a Two little bit more money. Get it going. Yeah, it would. I've heard it doesn't take much to get it going in your house. <laughs> what can I say? All uh, right, hit us with your advice. Tell us how we can win money. Yeah, so, again, I, last week, I, tr- I think, again, like with most things, I'm trying to get value. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes, I almost feel like it's smarter to play the non-studs. Right. Like I like it may like I'm staying away from Todd Gurley and all and the Rams, because even though they're playing terrible, terrible Arizona this week, they just too much money. Spread that around to cheaper options. Yeah, you have to get the return on your investments. Hard to do that when you're spending ninety eight hundred bucks on a running. Back. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to point out three people that I feel like are absolute steal for pretty low money. So starting off at seven thousand dollars, going with Marlon Mack. Ooh. playing the New York Giants, who suck, That's right? True. And uh, Marlon Mack, they're using him, and it's all about volume. Uh, 27 carries last week against the Cowboys, who had only allowed one 100-yard rusher before, put up 139 and two touchdowns against an awful, awful New York Giants defense. Game script is going to be in his favor, I believe. So I I would expect... Easily sure, 28th against the rush, the Giants are on the year. And like you said, if they get shut out two weeks in a row, Mac's going to run all fucking day. Yes. Right? Yeah. Protect uh, that Andrew Luck shoulder for the playoffs. Yeah, right? for, so for seven grand seems like a, a decent deal there. Mm-hmm. All right. What else you got? Uh, next, I'm looking at Jarvis Landry. Hmm. $6,300 going up against Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati probably has, I would say, the one of the worst defenses again. Um, overall defensive rank, you want to guess it? Well, I have it right here. It looks oh, like not it's supposed to cheat. <laughs> Last place overall rank. Uh, his, uh, as we talked before, uh, his targets have been increasing and he, he's just, I feel like he's a target sponge and against such a terrible defense, he gets a bunch of targets, going to get catches and then probably maybe one touchdown. And I feel like for the price could get return on your investment. You know, I, I picked Landry this week as well, and I was a little concerned. If you just look at his, his fantasy production last week, only 37 yards on three catches, and that scares you. Feels like it's going back to that middle of the season where he just wasn't getting any targets at all. But he had eight targets last mm-hmm. week, right? So it wasn't really a matter of he wasn't getting wasn't getting the opportunity. It just wasn't happening. They weren't connecting. So you yeah. got to imagine, targets stay up. We like opportunity. Pretty cheap. Good pick. Mm-hmm. And then... Finally, uh, I am rolling out Chris Carson. Seattle Seahawks going up against KC in the primetime Sunday night game. Uh, again, and that's just a, another terrible, terrible defense. You want to guess their defensive ranks without looking? Oh. Overall defensive ranking? <laughs> it's got to be like 31st or something. It is 31st. Okay. Yeah, yeah they're they're really bad. And, it, you know, I, I like the coaching staff up in Seattle. I think they, they're going to watch a lot of the games uh, – film from uh, the KC uh, Baltimore game where Baltimore was really able to stay in that game because they were just 
They just kept Pat Mahomes and the offense off the field. Mm-hmm. What we said, 22 rushing attempts for Carson past two weeks, you know, and he's he's solid, but he's, and he's only cost $6,400. That's super cheap compared to some of the other running backs that just don't get the volume and have worse matchups. So I, I would not be surprised if he gets the ball a boatload this week and pays dividends in the end. So these are some middle-of-the-road guys who are trying to save some money. I'll put you on the spot with two questions here. So, you know, if you're trying to save money with these mid-road guys, that means there's somebody out there who mm-hmm. you are willing to spend a shitload of cash on. Who's the one or two guys that you're going to be putting in your lineup that cost a lot that force you to look a little deeper for these guys? Okay, so the two guys I am spending lots of money on this week are the stack of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Love the stack. Yeah, love the stack. And, I, you know, Rodgers is pretty motivated to play. I think he wants to finish the season strong because there's been a lot of talk about him being not so not at his peak. And, you know, is it was it his fault? Is it Mike McCarthy's fault? He wants to dispel those rumors feel like he's motivated to play they're playing the Jets and as a Dolphins fan I hate the Jets and they suck so I think with uh Aaron Jones injured who knows what Jamal Williams is going to be like I think like they're going to throw the ball yeah Jamal Williams is right now limited in practice we'll Mm -hmm. see what he does Capri Bibbs the only other option so you're not wrong there okay so the the other question is this you've got a couple guys you're spending a lot on you've got a few guys in the $6,500 range that that won't get you a full lineup you're going to have to go fucking basement bargain bin on somebody give me a flex guy that somebody can consider somewhere in the five thousand fifty five hundred range uh so that you can make the rest of that lineup work is who, who are you looking at that deep? oh well he's not that cheap uh, he's at six thousand but you talked me into uh, robert foster mm-hmm. usually you know you try to stay away from the anyone who on the buffalo bills but um i mean this is uh, josh allen kid looks like he's kind of legit and they're willing to throw the ball and again especially in daily it's all about the matchup playing new england that team i mean what back to they've had the two december losses for the first time in a de- over a decade mm-hmm. the defense cannot stop the pass and then you know that offense i don't know if i don't know it's just uh buffalo i, I all i can say is that it's about this kid's gonna get targeted and I just don't think the defense is good enough. Yeah, here, to, uh, here's why. Here's why I like him, and mm-hmm. why I, I suggested him to you in the first place. Um, yeah, you're not wrong about that defense. Stephon Gilmore is a great corner, but outside of him, there's nobody in that defensive backfield that can really stop the pass. That's why I think they're twenty something in the league against the pass as well. And to, Robert Foster is not a guy that Gilmore is going to have to follow around the field. He's just not that big a threat, even though. Four out of the last five games, he's gone at least 94 yards. Mm-hmm. Scored two touchdowns in the last four. So he's playing really well. And even though Josh Allen runs the ball, you know, 100-plus yards a game, he is still willing to throw it deep. Robert Foster is the guy that's going deep. And, you know, after after five weeks of doing it, why why even believe that he won't be able to do it again? I don't know. They've, they've gotten rid of every other wide receiver on this team. They must like this kid yeah. a little bit. Uh, not to mention, you know, if you're a defensive mind and you're trying to strategize against Josh Allen, who is right now the best running quarterback, and he's better than Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson running the yep. ball. Uh, you know, if it were me, I'd take a safety and I shadow, I shadow Allen, right? Which means yeah. that's one less defensive back, so there's less opportunity to cover the deep guy with safety yeah. help over the top. It just feels like a great opportunity. Yeah, make him throw the ball, but that could come back to bite you. 
All right, Doctor. Uh, anything else you want to tell the people before you take off? Uh, I look forward to coming back next week when I win. Oh, so. fuck off. You copied <laughs> half my lineup, so if you win, I'm going to be right there with you. Oh, yeah. All right, there you go. From the Doctor, here's how you win some money. You should trust him because he's been playing Daily Fantasy for two weeks. Um, we can't play Would You Rather because there's only two of us here. The Big Wiz fucked us over and the Good Doctor had to leave. So uh, we're done. Anything left to say? This is Championship Week. Good luck, Fox. I hope you guys win some money out there. Uh, yeah, I, I am not going to lose. win any this week unless FanDuel uh, treats me well. You know what? The you know I I know what the issue is with you and Daily. I figured it out. You got to get on DraftKings, buddy. Yeah, I've been there, done that. DraftKings is your game. Yeah, my work league's on FanDuel, so I tend to just run everything on that site. Fair enough. All right, look, we have a. We have a practice Christmas tomorrow. It is the Christmas season, so I'm very interested in being drunk all the time. Anyway, you guys go ahead and fuck off. We're going to keep drinking uh, and uh, play some ping pong or something. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.